Dane is now working with over a hundred and sorry, 850 farmers that pay 150 bucks a month. So doing about 127 grand per month in revenue, helping them uh, manage and measure and automate and understand the data related to feeding and cattle and uh, just managing all the head of uh, livestock that they're, they're managing across these farms. He saw this opportunity after being hyper-focused on really optimization of row crops back in Silicon Valley. Now launched this company capitalized with 2.7 million bucks in capital, 20 million, uh, sorry, 20 people on the team between Iowa and remote locations, about 5% revenue or less than 5% revenue churn per year, getting ready to add additional products, drive upsells. And in terms of acquisition, spending about 300 bucks to get a new $150 a month customer. So two month payback as he looks and doubles down on market adoption via channel partners. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Dane Cooper. He's a PLA co-founder who brings a breadth of experience and vision to performance livestock analytics. He currently owns a progressive agricultural enterprise that consists of raw uh, row crops and livestock based in northern Iowa. Now he's building CattleCrush.com. Dane, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, you bet. All right. So tell us what Cattle Crush is what's, and what the business model is. How do you make money? Yeah, so we're a, we're a SaaS platform for the livestock industry. Um, so we provide a software platform that livestock operations manage their data on. And, and tell us again, tell us about like how an average customer might use you. Are you talking SM, like smaller farms, mid-sized farms or enterprise scale efforts? Yeah, no, I, it's, it's all the above. You know, initially we worked with a lot of small, medium size, so kind of the SMB market as far as the livestock operations, because they were just operating offline. When you look at how they're operating their, their farms or agricultural enterprise, um, so overall, it was a it was a market that was really addressable and accessible, and, and really was lacking the technology they needed to manage a multi million dollar business. So when you look at your 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 companies today using you on average, what's the company paying you per month for access to your technology? Yeah, so we charge one hundred fifty dollars a month per subscriber for okay. individual farms. Okay, and when did you launch the company? What year? Uh, we launched it in 2015. 2015, very good. And now, were you already running your own you know, row crops, things like that before then, and then you built this for your own need, or? Yeah, that's right. So I, you know, out of college, I went and spent seven years in Silicon Valley uh, working for different ag tech companies out there. And really, we were focused on revolutionizing the row crop industry. Uh, and really, from the efforts out there working with a lot of different software companies, is livestock was a missed opportunity that nobody was really focusing on. Uh, 40% of the agricultural GDP uh, in the world is through livestock. So it's a, it's a huge still niche market that was just lacking focus and needed digitization. So uh, it was a market we targeted um, and focused on as we launched in 2015. And what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers on the platform? So we have about 850 customers that individually subscribe $150 a month. And then we have several enterprise agreements. So we have several channel partners that we look through our go-to-market strategy um, that we have partnerships with from an enterprise level that we're doing some software integration and some hosting and and branding type, uh, revenue model type stuff within the business too. 850 folks at 150 bucks a month puts you at about 127,000 bucks a month right now in revenue. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's right. I mean, our MRR from our direct customer base is right around that 130. So, okay. yep. It's, and then take it's us back, close. take us back a year. Where were you a year ago per month? Um, we were right at, uh, let's see here. It was right at 7,000 a month. Oh, wow. Okay. So ago. you, you really just turned things on about a year ago. We launched the platform roughly about 18 months ago. Got it. Okay. So how are you supporting yourself between 2015 and, you know, 2017? Yeah, for sure. So we, you know, initially we looked at it, uh, we bootstrapped it, uh, for the initial angel type round. Um, so we had a small, you know, myself and a co-founder started the business with bootstrap funds. Uh, the prior company we were with sold for 930 
$30 million. Uh, we had an employee stock payout uh, that really we were able to invest. Which company in was that? It was a climate corporation. Okay. Yep. Um, so it was acquired by Monsanto in 2015. Uh, really kind of gave us the bootstrap funds. And then we did a uh, about a $500,000 uh, safe note uh, with some friends and family, agent investors within that safe structure. And then we just did a two and a quarter million dollar equity round. So total raise today is about 2.7 million. That's right. Okay, very good. And then um, the, the 2.5 you just raised, I mean, when did you raise it? What month? Uh, last month. Okay, so just, literally just recently, what's the plan with the capital? How are you going to use it to drive more growth? Um, we're, we're really effectively doubling our team when you look at a software development and then field sales. Um, and then we're, we're investing into additional revenue models too. So, right, so we have initial growth within some of these enterprise type agreements, large feed nutrition companies. Um, and, and we want to execute at a higher rate in the field, just getting the software subscribers. You know, we're an early leader in the market. We kind of stand alone within the domain we're in, not many competitors. Um, and we just want to execute at a higher level and, and gain that market share. So you look at software development, sales, and then a few strategic roles. So, and, and what's your team size today? Oh, we're a 20 person team today. All in Iowa? Um, some in Iowa, some remote, you know, when you look at our software development team, some of them are remote. Um, but I'd say about half of them are in Iowa. Um, and then, you know, our sales field team is regionally based. So you got South Dakota, Nebraska, uh, Illinois, Kansas. So they're, they're based within their geographies where they're supporting that customer base. Yeah. And tell me more about churn. That's obviously critical in any SaaS company. What's your revenue churn annually today and how are you keeping that low? Yeah, it's, it's super impressive. So our churn over 850 customers has been three customers. Mm -hmm. And how much revenue do they represent? So they would represent about 5K. Okay. Okay. Got it. So you, you've got about call it 5% then annual revenue churn, something like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would be less than that when you look at today's, you know, today's. So we have three total customers that have, that have turned off the system. You know, our average customer used the platform four to five hours a day. Um, and when you think about our business, it, it's unique. It's Facebook type um, daily active usage in the sense that these people use it every day to feed their animals. It's a workflow that literally happens every day. Uh, is, is our animal, like, I don't know livestock, so forgive me. Even my mom works on a ranch. So that's the only context I have. This isn't seasonal, right? I mean, like, there isn't a part of the year where all the animals, I hate saying this, it's horrible, where all the animals are slaughtered and it's like, you don't, you don't, you don't birth new animals in that period. Right. I mean, so when you look at, you know, offspring of animals, generally it's in the spring, but when you look at the feeding business, so we're actually um, raising those animals to, to their harvest endpoint. Um, it's, it's year round. Okay. And yeah. So they need to be fed every day. Got it. And so what your technology, how does it actually work? I mean, is there a piece of hardware of this or is it like a mobile app the farmers are downloading? Yeah. So it's a, it's a software hardware combo. So, um, there's a, there's a scale head actually on a feed wagon that a farmer uses to feed his animals. We do a Bluetooth connection to a cellular iPad and then feed that into our cloud-based data management system. So, you know, the first thing we did effectively was automate that data flow in the easiest way you could think possible with minimal hardware. So is there literally like an iPad attached to like the grain feed or whatever you're feeding the livestock on? Like what's actually attached to the equipment? Yeah. So there's an iPad in the cab. There's a cellular iPad in the cab and there's a, in, a what? in the, in the cab of the uh, tractor or oh, a truck. Okay. 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 Yep. So there's a, a tractor, a truck that actually pulls the feed wagon. And so they actually use that cellular iPad interface to feed those animals. And then it's just pinging that Bluetooth device that's on the scale head. 
I'm pitched almost every day by a new CRM founder that wants to come on the show. And usually I say yes, you guys know on the show we love covering any B2B SaaS founder, but one story in this space just stands out. And that is a company that was launched in 1996. That means they survived 99, they survived 01, they survived so many different things and they've done it bootstrapped. It's a big CRM. I'm gonna give you some hints here, 50 million users. You guys might know who I'm referencing, it's Zoho. Now, here's where I've seen the CRMs break through. It's the ones that can dedicate the most resources towards putting together a lot of integrations. And Zoho CRM integrates with over 300 of the most popular apps out there on the market. It's extremely lightweight to get started with. And it's something that I encourage you to try if you're not sure which CRM you wanna get started with. Again, the integrations ultimately make it worth it. So as companies come and go and change is inevitable, it can be comfortable with Zoho CRM. Sign up with Zoho CRM in two easy steps. You ready for them? Here they are. First, visit ZohoCRM.com, then hit the sign up button. After that, it's super simple. Start your free trial button by clicking the button on the same page. And you'll also be happy to know that Zoho CRM offers a version that's completely free, totally free. So check it out. Sign up with Zoho, the world's favorite CRM. If you want my special stuff, you go to ZohoCRM.com forward slash top. That's Zoho, Z-O-H-O-C-R-M.com forward slash top. What data are, are is being sent back to your software platform via the Bluetooth connection? So that Bluetooth connection is really just reading the in and out weight of feed ingredients um, in that in that feed wagon and then the actual mixture that's being fed to each pen of animals um, out of it. So you think of a recipe and you're, you're putting certain amounts of ingredients in a recipe and on a weight base. Um, and they look at that interface as they're loading those ingredients. And then as they deliver it, basically our interface shows them what to put in, how much. Are you manufacturing the hardware yourself or no, you just on buy an iPad, download our app buy an iPad, download our app. Yeah. 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 And we, we actually distribute the, the hardware device, but we don't. Well, you make them uh, pay for it though, right? Or, or are you subsidizing and getting it, getting it for them to for, for free? No, they pay for the, they actually pay for the uh, Bluetooth device. Yeah. And then the okay. software is 150 bucks a month. That's right. I see. Interesting. Do you have any meaningful ways to drive expansion revenue right now or no? Um, yeah, we do. So, you know, if you look at to date, our main revenue growth has been referrals. Right throughout my career, I've never seen a business that's been referred organically from one customer to the next. Um, and then, you know, right away we directly went after the channel market. So you have large feed nutrition companies like Land of Lakes, Cargill, and several others that actually advise these producers on how to feed their animals. Yeah, Dane. Sorry, just to be um, and clear, a trusted advisor that helps them. Make- when I say expansion revenue, I don't mean adding new customers. Those are great strategies for that. I mean, actually expanding customers that signed up a year ago. Do you have pricing axes that allow you to drive those people paying you more than 150 bucks a month? Uh, yeah, we do. I mean, there's revenue models we're working on now for that as far as product distribution. Okay, so none yet, but you're working on it. Yeah, that's right. Got it. Um, what do you think you'll upsell against? So if I sign up today for 150 bucks a month, a year from now, you're going to say, hey, we have this new thing. You can pay 300 bucks a month. Like, what are you going to upsell against? Is it like number of heads or number, you know, weight of grain distributed or what? Um, so for us, it'll be additional capabilities within software. So right? no database upselling. It's only going to be product-based upselling. 
It'll be, yeah, it'll be product-based upselling for the most part. Interesting. Why not sell against a pricing axis that is actual quantifiable, like data-driven, like number of heads or or weight of grain distributed? I mean, that seems like a direct value metric, right? Look, it's it's something that we could do. Uh, but if we look at a uh, 12 to 24-month path, it's all about market adoption because migration off our system is going to be super tough um, in the long term. And so... As we have the early lead, we don't have any plans within the near term to actually increase that pricing based on a per head or um, the amount of ingredients that are being fed through it, um, specifically because we want our pricing model to be easy um, and we're just executing on scalable sales. Yeah, um, but Dane, just to be rate. clear, sorry, a farmer that has 10 cattle they manage is going to pay the same as Land of Lakes that's, man- that's managing a million cattle. Is that accurate? Um, so that's not exactly accurate. So it's based on a per location basis. Okay, 10 cows, one location. The other one has 1,000 cows at one location. They're both going to pay price. the same price. That's right. That seems crazy to me. One's getting like way more value. Um, it, I mean, you could think it's crazy to you, but it's, it's really a market adoption play for us, right? The subscription model- But if they're already adopted, they're already paying. All I'm asking is how do you get them from 150 to more? Like they already adopted you. They're already paying you. Right. So for us, it's an additional product upsell, right? So additional capabilities and additional products. And our- ways we can reach new revenue models within other things we can bring them since they're on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you talked a little bit about channel strategy already. Um, what are you paying in terms of a kickback to these folks if they bring you paying customers? Nothing. Okay. So it's, there, there is no incentive other than you built a great product. That's right. Okay. And they, they have a great amount of benefit by using the product, right? They have instant accessibility to the data on farm. Oh, so if a channel if a channel gets farmers in their network to sign up with you, they get to see all that data. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if if the farmer shares his account with that with that nutritionist or consultant, well, they I mean that's the incentive for the channel to get them signed up. They're getting no no money from you, but they're getting a massive amount of data if the farmer turns that on. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they have just an intelligence center that from their home office where they can see all the data and make better recommendations. Yeah, um, of your team of twenty, anyone just sales marketing? Yeah. So about uh, eight of our team members are sales and marketing. Okay. So when you add up all your sales and marketing kind of headcount and a direct paid spend on ads, conferences, things like that, what's your fully weighted CAC to get a new $150 a month customer? So it's, so we have, um, so we figure our cost of customer acquisitions about two, two months of subscription. About 300 bucks. Yep. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a healthy payback period. Uh, that's great. Very good. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap up. Actually, one, one last question here on how you've capitalized. So you mentioned you just did equity. I mean, did you ever look at using venture debt so that you didn't get diluted? Um, we did look at some of those different avenues. Um, and it, it didn't, it just didn't seem like the right, the right path for us overall. I mean, for us, we were interested in finding a good equity partner that could help us financially, but also help us in the industry. So you got a strategic um, yeah, so it was definitely strategic, and it was a family office investor. Yep. Um, and so it was a it was a fair and equitable equity round to where uh, we didn't see complete dilution, no negative covenants. You know, it was a really good. What about agreement. warrants? That's right. Yeah. Um, well, well was, hold on. It was an equity round, right? They bought equity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Very good. All right, let's wrap up here, Dane, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, on becoming a leader by Warren Bennis. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, no, not necessarily. I like to collaborate with a lot of other startup CEOs and leaders. They fight the same battles and um, a lot of good collaboration within that. Number three, what billing tool do you use? Billing tool? Yep. Um, well, we use Stripe for an automatic payment. Okay. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight hours. 
And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Uh, married with two kids. Two. Wow. And how old are you? Dane, how old are you? I'm 33. 33. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, Probably more the just had better self-awareness of, of ag tech in the market. Um, so I wish I would have discovered more things when I was younger, right? Yeah. Reached out and uh, versus just going to college like you see a lot of standard people do today. So I think there's opportunities to reach out when you're young. Um, you're just not in that mindset when you're going to college. So I think discovering those opportunities and being part of that ecosystem would be very valuable. Guys, keep your eyes open even when you're young. Dane is now working with over a hundred and sorry, eight hundred and fifty farmers that pay 150 bucks a month. So doing about 127 grand per month in revenue, helping them uh, manage and measure and automate and understand the data related to feeding and cattle and uh, just managing all the head of uh, livestock that they're they're managing across these farms. He saw this opportunity after being hyper focused on really optimization of row crops back in Silicon Valley. Now launched this company, capitalized with 2.7 million bucks in capital, 20 million uh, sorry, 20 people on the team between. Iowa and remote locations, about 5% or less than 5% revenue churn per year, getting ready to add additional products, drive upsells. And in terms of acquisition, spending about 300 bucks to get a new $150 a month customer. So two month payback as he looks and doubles down on market adoption via channel partners. Dane, thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, thank you very much.